Rise and grind, bitches, because we're bringing you a hot little bagel bite that nobody asked for, and we expect it to be completed first thing tomorrow morning. We don't care if it takes all night. For once in our ADHD lives, we're way ahead of schedule, and we recorded this bagel bite before a handful of unelected senior citizens took away our human rights with the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Otherwise, you know we would be ranting about that instead. But for now, we're diving into some of the many other reasons why America is the worst. It's the worst. Productivity culture and unchecked capitalism. Along the way, we're sprinkling in debates over deep sea versus deep space exploration, discussing dark forest theory, Kristen finds a smell, and more. They said that we'd grow out of it. Well, the joke's on them, that's just our brains. We're eccentric, loud, and stubborn. And most of our clothing is covered in stains. It's not a deficit of attention. There's just too much to think about. So if executive dysfunction becomes a little too much, If you forgot why you came in this room, or you're hypersensitive to touch, then put on your seamless socks and come join our little flock. Bitches stimming together, we're weirds of a feather. Weirds of a All right, warm-up question. Are you ready? Yeah, let's dive in. All right, literally. Uh, Okay, here we go. Deep sea or space, bottom of the ocean, or the infinite universe, which should we be exploring more? We as a people of Earth. I strongly believe that we should be exploring deep sea more. Oh, I thought you were going to say space, and I was going to disagree with you. Damn it. No, I'm glad we're on the same page. Cool, cool, Um, cool. Your reasoning? Uh, because I feel like we do enough fucking around in space, and I feel like that's mostly like billionaires who are trying to leave this Earth instead of trying to better it for humanity. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a lot of rich space geeks who, I don't know, I just feel like we've done enough exploring in space. I feel like we, I don't feel this way, we do know more about space than we know about our very own deep oceans, yeah. and there's so much left to explore. Yeah. So why aren't we digging around down there? Yeah. It's not just water. I agree with everything you say, but I would also like to add... That. Have you heard of the dark forest theory? No. Okay. So there's a theory out there. And I think I learned this from last podcast on the left. Of course I learned this from last podcast. Okay. Anyways, dark forest theory. Basically, it means that our technology is not very good, but we know that there are aliens out there with probably far better technology. Why haven't they reached out for us? The Mm. theory is, is that maybe there's some sort of like really big dark scary thing out there that everybody's like okay just be silent and maybe it won't come near you and that's why they haven't reached out and we stupid people of earth are like hello anybody home we're like the dumb girl in a horror movie right right anybody around the corner (laughs) no and so my theory is like we know a lot about space sure I feel like the we get a lot of every time we go into space, we gain a lot of technological advances. I think those same technological advances can be done by going into our deep sea, you know? Yep. I agree. And I feel like maybe maybe we got a lot of problems here. Maybe not invite when it's a very like hostile time to be a citizen of Earth, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe not invite people to like come and 
take advantage of us. That's another very good point. And with that sinkhole, that like giant hole in the ground that they just found in China, I believe it was, right? Oh God, I haven't heard of it. Oh, you haven't? It goes down like 620 feet, something like that. And they found a full-on forest. You haven't heard of this? No, what? They found a full-on forest with trees that are like a hundred feet tall down in this hole. Is this Atlantis? Have we found it? We've done it. <laughs> no, Guys, it's just like we did it. Where are the planes? Mystery solved. Where's George Bush? <laughs> <laughs> but there's like um even the brush down in there is up to their shoulders. There's like you how know do, how do they photosynthesize? Where is the sun? Are they are they photosynthesized like I have no answers for you on these questions. plants. Have you seen plants like that that don't have chlorophyll? No, they're all green. What? Yes. Okay, fuck. Yes. We need, I need more details. I can't believe you haven't heard of this. What the fuck? This is right up my alley. I've been like yes. avoiding the news because it makes me depressed. Oh, well, I I've learned about it I've also been like not really on TikTok either. Oh, good for you. Yeah, it's been like super depressing. <laughs> We're losing also- our rights, but that's fine. Um, yep. Um, yeah, and so they're now thinking that the... I can't remember when this happened, but it was just like a few weeks ago. And now they're obviously thinking that they will probably find new species of animals that live down there. That's so cool. Cave I animals. Whole I animals, I guess. It's not there's cave, no it's sun down there, but there's gl- green plants. Yep. Like a huge, I'll show you the pictures. It's like I need to, unfathomable. I, no, we're looking it up now. <laughs> All right. Fucking fine. Put in the music. Put in the music. Oh, my God. Yeah. Look at those are green trees. Yeah. A hundred feet tall. Six hundred feet down. I knew it. The quote is, this is cool news, says <laughs> George Venny. <laughs> I would agree with that. Super cool. Yep. All of that is to say that not only the oceans, but our whole planet, everything here, I feel like we really have just touched the surface. Yeah, <laughs> I think we intended. really, as citizens of Earth, really need to work on ourselves and not... Before we start like having relationships with other planets and stuff. Literally, it's like we'll do anything but go to therapy. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> come on, earthlings. Yeah, get it together. Stop looking outside yourself. The answers yeah. are within us. Within us. Within us. All right. I think that was a great morning question. That was great. Shall we get rolling since this is supposed to be a short-ish bagel bite? Yeah. I'm a little worried about um, when I was writing this episode because I was a little afraid that maybe I'd like go off script and yell a lot because of this topic. You? Yeah. You. And then I, yeah. So unlike you. I know. Well, no, I do it every week. So here we go. Welcome (laughs) to Weirds of a Feather, an ADHD Jason podcast. I'm your host, Kristen. And I'm your host, Grace. And as promised, um, it's a bagel bite nobody asked for. It's a bagel bite. Yeah. Get your mouth ready. (laughs) That's right. Pull up your bootstraps and put those theoretical vision boards away. We are talking hustle culture slash American productivity culture. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of opposite reactions there. Hustle. Rise and grind. All the things. <laughs> wow, you know yeah. a lot of hustle slang. I, I know. I'm I'm up with the hustles. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know hustles. Uh, bring your deck. Bring your deck to this meeting. Yep. Get that cheddar Ooh. biscuit. Yep. That's a very common term. Yep. Cheddar biscuit. The best kind. All right. Should we Should we do a little push first? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Do we still sing our we song? Do, no, we do the little pushes. Oh, that's right. 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 Okay. Little, little pushes. pushes. I went really high. Yeah, I went like 
really flat. Yeah, I'm sorry. Should oh, we try again? Nah, we'll balance okay. each other out. It'll okay. sound perfect. It'll, <laughs> Will it? <laughs> we'll harmonize, yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> All right. Grace, you want to go first? What's your little push? Sure. So for my little push, oh, and if you're a new listener, by the way, this is our little accomplishments. But for Bagel Bites. But for Bagel Bites, so they're little plushes, little accomplishes. Keep up. They're extra little. Yeah, just tiny little guys. So for my little accomplishment, I have been decluttering. Nice. Yeah. We're moving into a new house soon. Actually, we will have moved in already by the time this Bagel Bite comes out. Really? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah, that's so exciting. Are you getting movers to go down the street? No. Oh. (laughs) You're you're my mover. Uh (laughs) So... (laughs) I didn't know this, but great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have you on the schedule. Excellent. Uh, yeah, so we are moving into a new house soon. We're really fortunate. And I have really been wanting to go through all of my clothes and boxes of stuff that yes. I've just been, you know, carrying with me all around the country for no reason. And I really want to just get rid of all the shit that I don't need. And I don't want to bring my cluttered energy into our new house and try to, you know, start anew. And so my mom has been helping me kind of go through my stuff and figure out what I want to keep and what I want to get what rid of. What are you doing with the picture frames? I'm going to keep the picture frames. Oh. I'm putting them in my craft room. Mm. Part of why I haven't used them is that I don't that doesn't have... doesn't sound like decluttering. Kristen, I've already gotten rid of like three bags of stuff. Okay, I'm proud so of That's you. decluttering. I'm I can't very... get rid of it all. We got to be reasonable here. I'm not trying to become a minimalist. It's not an achievable goal, and I never will be. I have too many interests and hobbies and things that I like to have. True. But I have been cutting down on stuff because I know I just kind of hoard, and then I can't find it, so then I buy more stuff, and blah, it just piles up. The cycle continues. My mom has been helping me kind of go through my stuff and figure out how to do it and where to start because I really struggle with that. So that has made it much easier, and she kind of gives me little homework assignments (laughs) of what to get done. Aw, Suze. And so I want to say my other little plish is that I have been accepting help from my mother. And isn't that an accomplishment in itself? It's a big push. And it's actually been going pretty well. It's been pretty pleasant. I haven't flipped out at her yet. She hasn't, you know, stomped off and left me to my own devices. So Uh, overall... Give it time. Successful. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, I'm proud of you. Thank you. All right, Krista, what is your I found a smell. I found a smell. Congratulations. No, this is so. There was a smell in my apartment last night. I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. I did the dishes. I cleaned up. I tidied. I emptied the cat boxes. I was like, what? I couldn't figure out what the smell was or where it was coming from. I was like, we just took their trash out. Like, there's no like food left over. I like couldn't figure it out. What did it smell like? Garbage. (laughs) (laughs) So kind of like a non-specific-y garbage smell. Mm, just overall bad. It, and it wasn't like overwhelming. It was just kind of like you walk in the door and you're like, uh, Something's off here. Something's off here. But right. then like you go in the bedroom and you're like, okay, not in the bedroom. And you go in the bathroom. I'm like, not in the bathroom. Go in the kitchen. I'm like, nah, it's not the sink. I like couldn't, couldn't figure it out. And it was driving me nuts. And this morning, so backstory, remember... I think it was last episode how you were talking about your how you're very aware on where to put certain fruits. Oh, yes. The yes. limes go in the fridge. Yep. The apples and the nectarines go in the fruit bowl. Yep. So after that episode aired, I listened to it and I was like, shoot, I got to move my nectarines to the fruit bowl. Oh, no. And guess who forgot about their nectarines in the fruit bowl? Because they weren't <laughs> in the fridge where they usually are. And also because if you take them out of the fridge and then put them in the fruit bowl, that is only going to speed up the rotting process. They right. should never have been in there in the first I- place. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I finally go, 
Oh, and not only were they in there, they were in the little baggie too, because oh. I never took them out of the baggie. Because I, I was just like, I gotta put these out in the fruit bowl, <laughs> and I just whipped them out of there. Lo and behold, I go to like press on the baggie, and it's just all mush, uh. and I go. I think this is the smell. <laughs> and, I, and it was. And I got rid of it. And now I have to wash the fruit bowl. And I kind of like got rid of the rest of the fruit in the fruit bowl because it's all contaminated. Mm. Kind of. That's the only caveat with not putting your fruit in the fridge. It'll taste better, but also it'll go bad faster. Yeah, so you so really got to be on it. I think it was like one of those things like we see the fruit bowl, but the nectarines were in the plastic bag. So I forgot that the nectarines were there because they were in the plastic bag. Mm. Uh, yep. So, whoops a doodles. That is a big whoops a doodles. Uh, smell is not there anymore. Good job. Um, but yeah, so I'll probably put my nectarines back in the fridge next time. All right. Yeah. You I do will you. have subpar nectarines, but I won't have smells. Okay. Yeah. And that's your choice. You know, if you want to sacrifice mealiness and texture and flavor, mm. that's okay. I understand. I'll have to discuss it with Christopher. We'll have to have a, a, a group meeting about this. Yeah, have the, a little family discussion. Where do the nectarines go? Weigh the pros and cons. Yeah. Another problem is that your apartment is so hot. It is. As it is. So freaking so hot. So I also think if you had like a nice air conditioned kitchen, they yeah. would last longer. It would be nice to have a house. Um, Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if, if we my apartment wasn't consistently 86 degrees, even though we've had our heat shut off since February and our windows open since March? And we wouldn't have to Do wait we? so long. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, yay, found the smell, got rid of it, and now I feel better about myself, kind of. And that was like, you know, three peaches in the trash or nectarines or whatever. So You know what? You can't win them all. Can't win them all. They're right. the nice ones, white nectarines. Ooh. Ooh. Well, anyway, I'm sorry paid extra for, your loss, for those, but but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Um, I get a little, uh, a little. I want to do shout out real right. quick before we start this episode. I just wanted to give a little shout out before we get into it. Uh, thank you, Ted, my tending for letting me use your Wall Street Journal account and sending me a couple articles to do research, so I didn't have to pay money. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Ted. Thanks, Ted. You the man. Let's get into it. Ready? All right. Yeah. Okay. So this week's episode is about hustle culture. Blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> so not to be confused with the popular magazine hustler. What? I got to change my whole script. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the wrong episode. <laughs> I thought you were saying what because you didn't like my joke. <laughs> no, I love the joke. What? I was playing off your joke. Okay. I <laughs> Whose joke isn't so stupid? <laughs> <laughs> well, you are and there's nothing we can yeah, do about it. So. Uh, it's, a, it's a curse. Um, <laughs> so hustle culture is this phenomenon, I guess, of basically doing everything you can to get more money to, you know, live the life and be one of the cool kids and so that can mean like basically like you're giving your your all to your jobs or multiple jobs. And I understand that like not everybody is in a privileged situation where they, you know, sometimes people work second jobs because they have to. I think we're going to specifically talk about toxic hustle culture, not really like working because you have to. So yeah. Much. Yeah. I feel like we're talking about mostly kind of like not office jobs, but I we guess, kind of are co yeah. corporate types. Cor of, I guess it's like types of work that it's not necessary to be doing this much work. Like right. if you don't take this meeting, like 
literally nothing right. the would company's happen. not going to go under because you didn't respond to an email that's the type of job okay yeah so, so as opposed to like kind of like more of people the like physical jobs physical jobs or are people who are in situations where they you know in order to keep food on the table they have to work those two jobs and that is another discussion about food insecurity mm. and food deserts and poverty in america and not today <laughs> <laughs> can't go down that road can't not. we have so much to talk about in a little tiny bite so open up that mouth uh okay so this could be so hustle culture could you know it's responding to emails at night even though you're not at work and not in, being paid for your time it's working late picking up extra shifts joining extra meetings or committees picking up a second job or like a side hustle and a lot of times, you know, some people enjoy this and sometimes this was like a huge major sacrifice to your own well-being. Maybe you miss important things for your kids. Maybe it really wears on your mental health. We really wanted to cover this subject of hustle culture and American productivity culture after we did our ADHD burnout episode, um, because I think this hustle productivity culture is a leading cause of burnout. And I know hustle culture can be found anywhere in the world, but I think it is especially present in the U.S. because we are consistently being fed this like lie of the American dream. Yes, absolutely. In countries like I know in France, it's I don't think it's illegal, but I don't, I don't know what they consider it. But it's kind of like, quote unquote, illegal to talk about work on the weekends, like oh, after really? work hours. Yeah, I can't I feel like I can't shut up about work. Yeah, it's yeah. like they're you're not allowed to do we work stuff adopt that. You, after you work know hours. what? The French have it down because if they don't like something, they just like light cars on fire and i think well i don't know if that's having it down because it can also be very problematic you and know they what can they be have a four, a four day work week yes anyway uh, for our international listeners france the, france listen up france let me tell you about all about the american dream <laughs> that you wish you could have no france laughs at us france uh, thinks we're stupid they should laugh at and us and we are yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay uh, <laughs> The American dream is this concept of if you come to America and you work hard, you can theoretically like make it, quote unquote, get rich and live the good life as long as you work hard. You just have to work hard and put in the effort, put in those hours. Yep. And this, 110% all the time. Yep. Uh, and this is just blatantly untrue. Usually people who have, quote unquote, made it in, you know, this idea of what success looks like, they have had some sort of privilege that has led to them reaching that status. One good example is Kim Kardashian and the whole Kardashian family. You know, Kylie was on the list of like self-made billionaires. Like, what are we using as the yeah. definition of self-made? I didn't realize Riding self-made Riding on the backs was... of your siblings, you yeah. know? You come from a millionaire family. Right. Wow. Who Con already has fame. Yeah. Like, if you already are a millionaire, billionaire is just the next step, you know? Right. It's not like you went from nothing to yeah, billionaire. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like America has this obsession with individualism and being self-made, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Right. When in reality, nobody is self-made. It totally disregards the community supports, family supports, financial supports, your privilege of what race you are, if you're white, what gender you are, all of those. A man. Yes, a man. <laughs> all of those things led to someone achieving their success. You know, it's because we're so individualistic, we forget the community aspect and we try to act like it's all on you. If you make it, it's it was You've just done you. it yourself. And if you fail, well, that's on you. That's not definitely not a systemic problem it's right. because you're not working hard enough so that can lead to like a you know on the flip side some really dangerous mindsets 
of failing is solely our fault and there's nothing that we have to change about the system. You just need to work harder. Right. When in reality, it's it's a sign of a greater systemic problem. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And so when did this like productivity culture start? And I'm going to link an article in the show notes. I just have to find it. I have like 50 tabs open and I can't find which tab it is. Classic ADHD. Uh, so I, once I find that, I will link said article. And they kind of theorized, um, they talk about the switch America made from manual labor jobs and factory worker jobs to what they call, quote, knowledge jobs, which I think they just mean office jobs. Mm. And what I would call the rate limiting step of production switched from machinery, like the factory, the assembly line can only go so fast, mm. you know, because it's dependent on the machinery um, to the actual worker. You know, one example would be like if you're a you know, like a graphic designer, uh, the product depends on how fast you work. The quality of the product depends on you and the amount of product depends on you because you are the person. So when these like knowledge jobs, office jobs, corporate America really started taking off, the means of production switched from machinery to the person. So that's where this like more is more mentality. You've got to give everything 100 percent, you know, stay late, put in the hours. That's when this all started to get more taxing and more of that. And that's what they theorized mm. in that said article that I have to find. Because there's not like a natural slowing down point. There. Well, right. there is because we're not accounting for humans having this threshold of right. how much work you can right. do. Humans can only do so much work where, you know, machines can work all day, all night. I guess. I, you know what? I'm not a machine, so I guess I don't know how much a machine can work. Yeah. Please don't speak on behalf of machines. Yeah. <laughs> but... You know, that you still have like the human element. So I think you see the, these corporations are trying to treat their workers like they would a machine. So mm -hmm. they kind of push for more and more and more, you know, for one person to do more tasks, even though it's probably, you know, they're doing the job of like four people, you know? Yeah. And because we're all like each person within the system is their own little like machine I think it also leads to like then competition, machine to machine of, oh, well, I can work really hard and then I'll be valuable. Right. So then everyone I'll look else better than everybody else. Yes. And that leads to, well, then if they're working on the weekend, I feel like I have to work on the weekend right. and boom, boom, boom. The and then goal like, post is getting farther and farther. And that only benefits capitalism. And meanwhile, right. we're hurting ourselves. You exactly. Know? Yeah, exactly. There's another article that kind of reflects that. It's called Escaping the Efficiency Trap. Um, it's in the Wall Street Journal. Thank you, Ted. By Oliver Berkman. And in this article, Berkman writes about this, quote, efficiency trap, which basically describes your need to cram as much as you can do in a work day or in a day, whether that be like within the nine to five hours or not. And the more we cram in, the more we increase our expectations of what we can accomplish in the day. So once again, we're setting these totally unobtainable goals for ourselves and setting ourselves up for failure. I think this is especially true with people with ADHD since we don't really have a good sense of time. We have a lot of time blindness. We have some magical thinking. Please see episode 25. Um, so we are already at a disadvantage and this really sets us up for burnout. Yep. Please see episode 25. Aiden Harper is the creator of the European Workweek Shrinkage Campaign, the four-day workweek. Sounds like a dream. Yep. And he... Actually, I have a four-day workweek, but I'm on call a lot, and <sighs> then I'm here, so I don't think it counts. No. And he says, when referring to hustle culture and productivity, it creates the assumption that the only value we have as human beings is our productivity capability, our ability to work rather than our humanity. 
Right. So once again, it's like talking about the human element. We are humans. We are not machines. And I also think it kind of creates this culture of like you are your career, Mm. which is another thing that we won't get into right now. You are not you're defined by your employment. You know, you are not just your employment. And I think a lot of people have a hard time with that, especially people who maybe aren't like I think Grace you and I are in very privileged positions like when I talk to people about myself the first thing I say is oh I'm a PA because I think that's a very defining feature of me but people who are like work for customer service maybe they don't want to say that first you know because they're not just customer service person just like I'm not just a PA I'm also a podcast host uh, yeah, and a I, cat mom. I bet. A- I bet status of the job plays into that. Factors yeah. into how much you see that as your identity. Yeah. Also, yeah, that's a great quote. Thanks for finding that. <laughs> you found it. I know. Smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of work weeks, you want to hear some really uh, depressing statistics about the U.S. work culture? Always. I love yep. depressing statistics. Yeah. So it's and I just want to put this in first perspective. Like, why are we talking about this? Why are we being such Debbie Downers? Well, because it really sucks to work in America. The U.S. is the only industrialized country without a mandated parental leave. So what that means is if you have a baby, your job is not federally required to give you paid time off, which is ridiculous. It should be ridiculous for everyone. You made another person. And most a lot of jobs do this, but still you still have some jobs that don't. And even if you're working full time, like how do you what, are you just going to bounce back? No. It, it, when you have a baby, some people are forced to quit their jobs because they don't you know, they can't bounce right back after birthing a child. We neglect the upcoming generations for the sake of like immediate workplace gratification, not people individually, but like. American capitalism is so short sighted. Right. You know, where- and once again, they're like forgetting the human element. Humans yes. have babies. That's something you have to recover from. You can't just get back to the office the next day. It's not a colonoscopy. <laughs> Should you be in the office the next day after a colonoscopy? You can. I mean, I would probably take a day off. It's even for that. I would give yeah. yourself a day. A well, long you weekend. should take the day off before because you have to do the prep and then you should take the day off of because you have the half the colonoscopy and that's like a whole big thing. You could probably go back to work the next day. All right. I don't recommend it. I guess it depends on like, what are you doing? Also, if you're getting a colonoscopy, drink your Gatorade. No, you're going to lose some electrolytes. No, we don't have time for this conversation. Next one. (laughs) (laughs) Next one. Um, Oh, wait, no. For reference, back back to the parental leave. Uh, Europe has an average. The European Union has an average of over over 20 weeks paid paternal leave. The U.S. has zero. Zero. Right. Next statistic. There is no federal law requiring companies in the U.S. to have paid sick leave for their workers. That's state mandated. Fucking so cool. Uh, It's cool. Cool, cool, cool. So if you're sick, fuck off. Yeah, screw yourself. And we just saw that play out with COVID where, quote unquote, essential workers didn't have any sick time. So let's say you work at a gas station and you get COVID and you don't have sick time. You have to choose between not getting paid or potentially being fired from not showing up or coming in and getting everyone COVID. And then, wow, look at that. The whole country keeps getting COVID over and over and over. Why does this keep happening? You know, I'm so sick of COVID. I hate people who say that. I'm like, what? At one point, you just have to move on. You just have to move on. It's not your decision. (laughs) People are still dying. That's not how it works. You don't decide to be done with a global pandemic. Right. It decides for you. Right. By killing off a giant population um yep. anyway 100 
34 countries have a mandated maximum work week hours. The U.S. does not. You can work as much as you want. Yay. You don't have any. USA! USA! (laughs) That's freedom to me, baby. (laughs) I have a quick side note. There is a very famous medical malpractice that every medical student, PA student, and probably nurse practitioning student hears about. And it's about this resident who worked like 36 hours straight, was mandated to work 36 hours straight, and then made a mistake which ended up of course up they having, did well okay so they made a big mistake which and it w- was kind of a silly mistake not silly it was it was just a giggly little silly it old was, mistake it ended up having a huge complication for the patient did the patient die i'm not sure because i didn't really pay attention um <laughs> but anyway it changed the way the medical community operates and now residents have like maximum hours that they can work in a row because who would have thought if you push someone to the brink of exhaustion mistakes would be made and maybe that's not like a great thing to do in the medical community when you're taking care of other patients yep absolutely so it's crazy that someone had to have like a serious complication just for that to happen and even if you talk to like and, and i've talked to some um Doctors of a different generation who are like, wow, back when I was, and I was like, yeah, the patients just died. I'm like, now we're in a whole different medical environment. You know, there's, you know, lawsuits and there's technology now and these mistakes don't have to be made. And uh, anyway, anyway, there have been studies done on productivity. Did you know this? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what some studies have found, and once again, linked in show notes, uh, when you Involve yourself in productivity culture. That's a weird way to say it, but you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Working long hours, multitasking, doing the jobs of four different people, emailing people at nine o'clock at night. Uh, it increases your cortisol levels. And wouldn't you know, they found that that decreases one's productivity in the workplace. Of course it does. Holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> so in conclusion... Hustle culture does not work. So it's like we're working more than anyone else, but we're getting less done for how much we're working. What's the point of that? Right. Exactly. There is no point. So what do you do when you're in this kind of when you find yourself into this uh, productivity hustle spiral? And for this part, I got most of my answers from The Wall Street Journal and Forbes magazine, which I think is really odd. But anyway, here we go. Yeah, those <laughs> famous commie publishing yeah, magazines. Yeah, socialist publications for sure. Yeah. They're all about eat the rich. Yeah. <laughs> you know that Wall Street Journal. Right. Unionize. <laughs> That's so Forbes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's why your corporation should be pro-union. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I was just like, what am I reading here? So we kind of talked about this once again in episode 25. You should go back and listen. But the big thing is setting work-life boundaries. You know, you are a human and you're not a machine. And and like we said earlier, the company is not going to fall apart because you didn't get back to one email or, you know, you have to leave early for a dentist appointment. And if the company is going to fall apart because you have to do that, that's a bad company. And that company should fall apart because it's not being well run. It's not on you. (laughs) Yeah, it's not on you unless you're like the CEO. Then maybe it is on you. But... (laughs) If you're the CEO, you're probably not listening to this. Definitely not. I would say a big thing that I see people doing all the time is take your work email off your phone. It doesn't need to be on your phone. You shouldn't be checking it at night, even if you're not going to respond. Even just reading that is adding to your cortisol, especially going on vacation. Oh, yeah. Keeping your email, like checking your email while you're on vacation. No, that's That's your vacation time. He because he comes back and he says he has like over he'll go on vacation for a week. He'll come back. He'll have over 500 unread emails, even though he has the little like Mm. 
I am away from my computer and I will be back. Please see this person, this person, this person, if you need any of these things done. And they're, so he has to like respond to it. So it stresses him out so much. So he'll go on like the day before he has to come back to work just to answer all the emails. And oh I was like, God. that's ruining your vacation. That's too many emails. Yes, that's ridiculous. That's too many emails. Another tip is we, and once again, chatted about it, episode 25. Don't set your expectations too high. Don't put that goalpost way out in the world, you know? Mm. You're only going to set yourself up for failure. You can't join every committee. You can't be this, like, unstoppable person. We are humans, and, you know, we've all been through this huge traumatic pandemic that's really caused a lot of upset in the world, and things have changed since then. You're a person. You are not a machine. You know, you can do what you can do. Yep, and I also think with ADHD... We, when we are in that hyper-focus mode, we can get so much work done, like, to the point where I think we can bang out more work sometimes than maybe a neurotypical can. Like, we can work at this hyper-speed. But it's not sustainable. Yes, it's not sustainable. But I think that allows us to get a lot of work done in a short amount of time sometimes. But because it takes, you know, a shorter amount of time, even if we've gotten a ton packed into there, we feel like, well, I should be still working for the next seven hours or whatever. Right. Instead of acknowledging that, like, no, it should be based on how much work you're getting done, not the amount of time that you have to spend working and blah, blah, right. blah. You right. know, so I think we I think we don't give ourselves enough credit for how much work we can get done when we, right. you know, sit down no. and do it. We still feel like, all right, I still need to be productive. Like we still feel guilty about it. Right. I think a great example is Christopher talked when he came on the show, he talked about a job he had where he was going to get paid for the whole eight hours. Mm. But as long as the job was done, he could go home. So you got the job done in three hours and then got to go home early, got paid for the whole eight hours, and then everything was done on time and early so everybody else could do their job. Yeah, that's really incentivizing yeah. for what us especially. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of like uh, an ideal setup for him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so just like those Tinder profiles, keep the standards low. All right? Real low. Bottom of the barrel. <laughs> well, are yeah. you saying you, you should have low standards for people people you're finding on tinder or we keep our standards low for you know what that was a bad joke (laughs) (laughs) i don't like that joke anymore i was supposed to we were just supposed to move on okay and now you have to dissect it and ruin it well i was just trying to figure out you should have high standards on tinder and any other dating app also do your research and make sure they're not a murderer well okay so like keep your expectations for yourself low right yes like don't give these random men on Tinder 110%. Oh, for Just sure. Just like don't give capitalists 110%. Yeah. You know what? Keep okay. them at 50. You now know? I like this joke better. <laughs> it really landed once we really fleshed it out and yeah. explained it and yep. kind of broke, yep. got down the nitty gritty. I'm really thinking that everybody is really going to appreciate that joke now that we've like fully dove into exactly. it. Exactly. And then enter yep. laugh here. <laughs> look Look at that. Look how ha, funny that ha, joke was. Ha, 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 ha. Not you, the listeners. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, let's zip this up. Moving on. Rachel, back to the Wall Street Journal. Rachel Finzig. 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 Oh, now I feel bad. Finzig. Finzig. Yep, that one. We'll link it. Uh, she wrote. She actually writes for the work and life column on the Wall Street Journal and has many helpful articles. Because um, Grace and I, we aren't really in corporate America. I don't know what you want to kill out in healthcare as kind of a corporation. But healthcare. So I figured, you know, why not go to the source of capitalism? 
to to do my research. But she actually writes a lot of nice little articles about, you know, setting boundaries. And even though it's kind of weird that it's like work and life, like why are you combining those categories, you know? Yeah, they should be. Separate. You are not defined by your employment unless you really want to be. And even then, if you really want to be, evaluate that and why. Yeah. But she wrote a nice article and I want to end it because it's kind of end the episode with this article because I think it's kind of funny. Okay. <laughs> I think it relates to you and I uh, on a different level than it should. <laughs> okay. This article is called How to Care Less About Your Email. I feel for you and I, we couldn't care less. I was going to say, I already care I'm a very already small at the amount. Bottom of the bed. This is so actually my attending sent this to me because he knows I don't do it. <laughs> Whoops, the doodles. And I'm just going to read the first little chunk of it here right. um, because I think it's really funny that this is such like a, oh my gosh, situation. Mm. But here we go. So it says, Reed Omari, a radiologist in Nashville, Tennessee, logged on to one of his work inboxes one day last winter, selected thousands of unread emails, and with a click of the mouse, removed them all from his life. Bum, bum, bum. And it says, quote, I just deleted the whole kitten caboodle, he said with a shrug. If they're important, they'll come back. <laughs> True hero, my friends. We need to find this man. Send him an email. Send him a kazoo. I think we should look up to him. <laughs> yeah. This man knows how to play the system. Just delete it yeah. all. If they're important enough, they'll give you a phone call. Yeah. yeah. Or they'll send something in the mail. Yeah. That yeah. you also won't check. Yeah. Or voicemail that you will forget to listen to later. So. Yep. There we go. Well. What a, what a revolutionary. Yeah. So I'm glad we ended on that, I guess. Yep. I agree. <laughs> Everyone delete your emails. Yep. It's not important. It doesn't matter. I just don't check them. Uh. Well, that's been our little bagel bite. I hope your mouth is nice and full. Yep. Chew, chew, yep. chew. Chew, swallow, repeat. <laughs> Uh, take another bite yeah. and chew that one as well. There you go. Yeah, I hope you found this helpful. I hope it wasn't too much of a bummer. We'll be back next week with a guest, right? A guest, a guest. episode. Yeah. Yes. It took me a second to, yeah, we're going to have a guest on. Our next Hopefully, guest. unless something bad happens. Why would I say that? <laughs> Why would you say that? It doesn't, um, it won't necessarily be something bad. It just might be we can't get our shit together and have to put it off for another week. Right. But Sometime in the next week or so, we'll have a guest on. Yep. (laughs) And it will be really fun. And you'll enjoy it. Yeah, it will be much better than this. So depressing. (laughs) Well, yeah, Um, but sometimes it's important for us to rant about capitalism in multiple episodes. For sure, for sure, for sure. Yep. All right. Uh, Let's wrap this down. This is Weirds of Feather. I'm your host, Kristen. That is Grace. You can follow us at Weirds of Feather at gmail.com no you can't no, follow us there can't but follow us. you, you can, can email us uh, and chat about it if you want to talk about any of the things that we talked about today or any other episodes we would love to hear from you this that's the email that i check i don't check any other email clearly because yep. i don't even know what it's called yes so send um, it there well we will actually check it you yep. can also find us on instagram at weird as a feather you can find us on tiktok Kind of. And new development. We've got a Facebook. Kind of. (laughs) Hopefully. A bit. Uh, Yeah, we started a Facebook group, a bare bones of a Facebook group. We're friends with Tom. I don't even think we're friends with Tom. Isn't that a MySpace thing? Oh, shoot. I was never on MySpace. (laughs) (laughs) We we know. We've discussed it, how you weren't cool enough. (laughs) 
yes, we are on Facebook now. We're figuring it out. We're I got to relearn how to use the Facebook. I know. It's been a long time. I only know how to use Facebook Marketplace. Same. We're learning the difference between a group and a page. A group and a page, apparently. Still haven't mastered it, but Definitely we'll get there. two things. Yep, those are two separate things, and we know it. Here we are. All right, this is uh, becoming not a bagel bite anymore, yep. so we got to so get out of here. You want to start squawking us out a little bit? Yep. Uh, we will talk to you guys next week. See ya. Bye. I'm impressed. Nice. Keep it nice and simple. Yeah. What's that? Uh, uh, a grumpy bird. All right. Okay. I like it. Yep. There All right. you go. That's it. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.